Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 133 of the Picos Riley podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And uh, pre-patch this Tuesday. It's been an adventure. It's upon us. I pity the few, actually not the few, the many that raid Tuesday, Wednesday, because, oh boy. It was a it was a rough start to the week. I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you rated those two days, I mean t- Tuesday in general, we I think was always going to be bad. Um, yeah. They pushed back. I mean, if you don't remember, I guess you weren't here. Uh, uh, but, I, uh, I <laughs> so I saw a little bit of it because all right, so we didn't do podcast last week because I was on vacation. Um, okay. I was in Greece. Greece is seven hours ahead, at least where I was in Greece was seven hours ahead of where I live here in the U.S. So for me, I was like back at my room, just like chilling in bed on my phone at like three o'clock this, yeah. you know, local time, my, my, um, home time, Eastern time and, uh, watching the maintenance get delayed again. <laughs> yeah. Again and again. Yeah. So I think servers, servers came up, I think probably like nine ish eastern 10 ish eastern somewhere in that range but really weren't stable until like 11 11 30 like it took yeah. another hour and a half after they came up for them to like actually stabilize yeah. and I, it was it was a typical like just crap shoot like everything was broken ui stuff was broken um yeah it was uh whew, it was fun uh tuesday got literally nothing done um and then you know wednesday i think they did have another maintenance late at like in the like during the night i guess or, or i guess the evening hours for us yeah um, so like if you rated on Wednesday, you got sort of screwed over by some extended maintenance there. Um, and then finally by Thursday, everything seemed to settle out, uh, some, still some weirdness yeah. we'll say. Um, but in general, um, seemed to stabilize. So, yeah. um, there was a bunch of scaling issues on Wednesday too, actually. Like really? the old cer- certain talents weren't working or certain yeah. talents were scaled down. Um, I know that ancient teachings, I don't know if it still is. It actually it isn't. I know that, but it was on Wednesday, scaled down for Miss Weaver. Um, so you I had to wear the le- legendary, too. which wasn't. Um, uh, Ignite was bro- <laughs> Ignite was broken. Ignite and actually, yeah, uh, actually, I don't know if Ignite was. I know that mob scaling was broken. So the Anduin ads, oh, uh, no. one Ignite would kill them in like or like two or three ticks. Wait, wait, wait. Like which this, which ads? The like the ad, like when you go under. Ones? Oh no. no, when you go under oh, uh, like those things. Yeah. yeah. So like we had a we had a definitely had to adjust our strategy a little bit. <laughs> for them just <laughs> instantly clearing their ads. Yeah, yeah. Our for our first pull, um, we got like two or three ignite ticks and like half the bottom group came up and we were like, oh, Yeah, what is going yeah. on? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's been it's been fun to raid this week. Um like I mean, nothing too crazy, like typical pre patch stuff. It was just everything was all over the place. But yeah. Um Raid was good. We got our, we got at least personally, we got our both our mount runs done. So we got Levanas killed and um, Jailer killed all within a single night. Took our full raid night though. Took about four hours, three and a half hours to get through it all. Yeah. Um, just with like a couple wipes to Anduin, random wipes to other bosses. Jailer, surprisingly easy. Um, Sylvanas, also fairly easy. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, it yeah. was uh wasn't too bad. Wasn't too we bad. uh haven't raided yet. I got back in town last night, so I would have missed our Friday raid even if we had. But we just had mm. 
seven people, myself included, but seven people post out on Friday. Oh, Jesus. And it's just like, okay, I guess we don't rate. Like, there's literally nothing you can do at that point as a rate theory. Like, you, it, it's not even that, like, we, in theory, could have fielded, like, 20 people. Mm-hmm. Or close to it. We could have, like, brought it in all somewhere and, and made it. But the comp would just be completely screwed. And, oh, yeah. like, what would the point be? Show up for an hour, like, knock out vigilant guardian and some other early bosses that we don't need to kill anyway like what are we doing yeah yeah um, no, yeah that, that that's seven seven's a lot i wonder if it was like it's, it's halloween weekend you know? i'm guessing halloween it was parties. a little bit of halloween stuff uh yeah. people doing friday halloween stuff instead of sunday halloween stuff because obviously the day after sunday is monday and on monday you gotta get up and go to work unless unless you're my family and then we're still doing halloween stuff on Monday, I have all my kids' friends coming over. So I have uh, like Ooh. 20, 25 people in the house tomorrow night. It'd be great. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it was it was sort of typical pre-patch stuff. I mean, the pre-patch is super light in terms of content. I know um, yeah. I was so – so I would tell you I was confused about what exactly is launching because they're doing a two-phased approach here. Yeah. And so I thought – to be completely honest, I thought this phase was like the – elemental invasions or like whatever they are coming um and then like the talents and and the ui like that was it yeah and then like phase two is like the new dungeon or that dungeon thing old duar uh remake of older or older one sorry um and then evokers i thought that was phase two but yeah all the actual content you care about doing is phase two (laughs) yeah so this is just ui and talents basically is like the it um in this in this pre-patch so it's there's there's um, yeah it's like getting alts ready and getting ui fixed was like the extent of what to do yeah um at this point so yeah um but yeah it's, uh, uh, speaking actually of getting ui fixed how how is your ui stuff gone uh, whew, uh fairly okay. okay um so i i mean i get lucky in that i my base is elf so like from an elf perspective um they had pretty much everything working by thursday when i had to raid I will tell you though that my raid frame add-on not updated yet, um, and uh, well, it works. What do you, except what do you that use? I use BD Grid. Okay. From Big Dome yeah. Guild. Uh, I used stuff. to use that, and then in Shadowlands, it took them forever to get it updated. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I switched at that point to using the SUF raid frames. I I might have to swap, unfortunately, um, because I used Elve raid frames for the raid on Thursday, and they are absolutely terrible like just the i, I couldn't like debuffs like maybe it's like i'm to be completely honest yeah, with you, yeah, I didn't I customize them. yeah but it was like actually going in and trying to configure it. at one point i had like people's just like regular debuffs on my raid frames like the yeah. mechagon ring debuff was on there I'm like, <laughs> and then it took me like 10 minutes to figure out how to remove it because it's like this dumb filtering system where you have to like put in what you actually right. want to see yeah and, like i'm like i'm I'm over this. Um, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, UI now fine. Weak ores are still a little I mean, weak ores are typically fine. None of our none of the um none of the boss weak ores we use, the major ones were broken. Um so like the jailer ones were fine. Right. Um like Sylvanas arrows were fine. That, that's um, good to hear, actually, because I was I was asking about that today in our officer chat. Um, like, has anybody heard of issues with these weak ores? Because I don't want to like we have one raid night, we want to get jailer down. I don't yeah. want to like get to jailer and have all our important weak ores, you know, broken. I think there was one like interrupt or like soak weak ore that was met. Oh, the stun weak ore on Anduin. 
didn't work. Uh, um, but that's like any like the chain CC one. That one seems pretty innocuous. Everything else, like if you use the um the big dumb uh one for lords, the one that vote one, that were perfectly fine uh, for the Among Us phase. Um, all the jailer stuff. So like the bomb circles, that one made that one all worked. Right. Um, had its typical issues of like anytime you update the note, everybody has to reload their UI, or you get yeah. people jumping in the same hole. Um, Got a lot. But uh, but yeah, yeah. Not everything else was fine actually, week or wise. So nice. Um, nice. Yeah, everything's. It was seemed like. I mean, to be completely honest with you, to be fair, if I used L frames and had them configured the way I wanted, my UI would have been fine on Thursday with no issues. So yeah, um, I mean, I was able to mostly convert mine. Um, I did it last night after I got back from the airport and mm-hmm. just sat down and like went through it. Um, it was actually kind of nice being late to the first week of pre-patch because most add-ons have been updated already. So I was able to pretty much just like hit update on everything and it, it worked. Um, yeah. There are a couple of things that, that didn't. So Domino's is the action bar add-on that I was using. Not been updated um, because they just changed so much. Um, yeah. And like the way that Domino's worked was like it used the existing action bars instead of like hiding them and recreating them. So it was faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know if it's getting updated. I ended up replacing it with just the default action bars and then like writing a little bit of custom script to hide the borders on them. Um, oh, okay. Very which cool. I might just put up as like a little add on for people to get because that's basically what I use Domino's for is. You get like one of the icon packs, and then you hide the borders, and that's basically what my Domino setup was. Oh, nice! Um, nice. I'm actually really happy with how the new UI has turned out overall, though. Like, I'm still using SUF to replace uh, unit frames, yeah. But like action bars, I'm just using the base. I'm actually using the base cast bar for the first time, basically ever. Oh, yeah, it looks nice. Yeah, um, because the cast bar add-on I was using didn't get updated. Uh, mm-hmm. actually hasn't been updated since 9.0.1. So <laughs> Probably may not be away. getting updated. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think the main issues I've had are uh, like UI taint issues where I actually had one in a key today um, cool. when we were like queuing for a group. Uh, it popped up and said, you know, RC Loot Cancel has attempted to do whatever forbidden thing while we're joining a group. And it's like, okay, whatever. And then we get into a key and I try and push Fleshcraft. Uh, and it says, RC Loot Council has been prevented from, or not RC oh, Loot Council, no. um, Raider IO has been prevented from uh, performing a protected action. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I guess I have to reload my UI because I can't cast spells. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, it's actually, uh, worked like fairly well. Uh, nameplates work. Action bars are working. Details works. Weak auras actually work. I don't have any super complicated, fancy weak auras, but, uh, they, they all work. So yeah, it's good. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, no, yeah, it was, um. Surprisingly quick for, I mean, I know there was a ton of changes. So I know a lot of the, like, the dev folks are, or a lot of the UI developers, yeah. there is a lot of stuff. I like, the week or guys are pretty vocal about like, there's just a lot that gets changed here. Yeah. Um, but there's um, a lot of internal stuff that gets changed. Like I know, right. so I, I have a custom nameplate add on. Um, 
And part of that is I do uh, aura handling as part of that. The nameplate system is actually one of the least changed systems overall. So like mm-hmm. most of the add-on didn't need to change basically at all for 10.0. But the aura stuff all got changed. And so I had had very like clean and efficient implementations of it with the old aura system. And now I needed to convert it to the new aura system. And so that took a little bit of time, but it honestly wasn't that bad. But then you, like my island is like fairly small and I'm the only person that uses it. It's not even like published anywhere. So it's only for me. Um, And then you think about like doing that on the scale of something like weak auras that has, you know, tens of millions of downloads or hundreds of millions of downloads. Uh, yeah, it, it's it. It can be it can be intense for sure. So, but no, it's um, it hasn't been. I mean, other than the tons of downtime and the the interesting scaling, which I think is, I think we always see some scaling issues in pre patches anyway. Um, hasn't been hasn't been too bad of a first. Actually, week. uh, question for you as well. I've been hearing that the boss HP relative to our damage now is lower. Like people are doing either more damage or the boss HP is lower. Like some combination of the two. The kill times are are faster. I heard a bunch of people saying that like Anduin is just strictly like one phase now. Yeah. Um, um that is true. Uh, I think though the other thing is this week was very good affix wise. Okay. So like Anduin was I think Anduin's moats and barrier. Oh, that's amazing. So like, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, and the they all, they both spawn right before the intermission. So you right. can get barrier on the ad and him. So I, I think it's a combination of, I think we you are doing more damage relative to boss HP, but at the same time, like this week was very favorable in terms of affixes um, yeah. for any of the, any of the boss. I don't think, I think we had dis, there's, there was dispels on Rigalon, I want to say, or, or Lords, I heard. Or Lord, sorry, yeah, one of those, um, yeah. which was like the only bad one. Um, yeah. But other than that, it was it was pretty easy. So I think Affix was really good. And the other thing too is I think player HP went up. Like I'm sitting at almost 100k hit points. That sounds normal. My mage had like oh, with, oh, is it? with four. My mage was at like 97k. Okay, I just I don't remember being that high. But I to be fair, never look at my actual raw HP right. number. So. Yeah, my mage was at like 97k at eye level okay. like 301. Okay, then that that checks out then. That's pretty consistent then. I'm at like 304 and at like 98, I think. Yeah. Um So yeah, so um I mean bosses definitely died quick like like Anduin we we actually killed Anduin. We could it, well, if our DPS was a little better. We would have killed Anduin before the uh, explosions went off in the final phase. Nice. Yeah. Um so we were like half a second or you know, a couple seconds short of that. Um, yeah. And there's a couple of speed kills on Sylvanas. Like, I think we actually we actually pushed Sylvanas before the... we Actually, when we killed her, we pushed her before the veil that happens before the third arrows. So like, oh, man. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we were crushing her in terms of, of damage. But, again, it was also moats, and I think right. she was moats and interrupts, so... You know, I had forgotten about affixes until you brought it up. Yeah. I really had. And yeah. that just, like, I think I, the lesson I hope that they take from Season 4 is that these affixes are just not very fun. Like, I, I hate it. 
I I, th- I was actually way, like, looking way more forward to raiding tonight until I remembered that there are affixes, and then it's just like, oh, I have to deal with that. Yeah, and I think the I think like moats is fun as an affix. Like the ones that are just pure power increases for like things you're already doing, I think yeah. are fine. I think barrier barrier is the one that I'm like, this is okay. Yeah, barrier Mo- makes sense. Yeah. Moats is one where like it either breaks the fight in half because you have the whole raid getting like eighty percent damage increase or extended periods of time. Yeah, or it's completely useless because you can't stack it up and you just have to find a way to click it somewhere um, to avoid dying. And yeah. then like the kick one and this the dispel one are just miserable, awful, awful affixes. Yeah, the the spell one in particular because like. <laughs> Especially on lords, where you have to like dispel at certain times, you're dispelling into like yeah. fear circles, or even like the green circles coming in. So. And if you dispel during the swarm, you literally can't soak it. Yeah, because it's uh, yeah raised up. Yeah. 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 Affixers are great. Um, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> that that's something like I would like them to do more like revamping older raids and bringing them up. I do not want them to do affixes ever again in raid as long as they're going to continue yeah. designing bosses that are like these tightly tuned machines they can't do random affixes i don't think yeah or they have to be like extremely simple like barrier yeah yeah because i think well like barrier or i mean I, the other thing they could do is just like add like tactically add a new thing you have to do in the fight that like yeah if you do it well it you get a power increase if you don't do it well you get like no increase or like there's yeah. no negative to it right right like it's basically like a something you can interact with if you want yeah or it's just like, the same fight over and over again so we're kind of off on the tangent a little bit but yeah. like the so corruption in nylotha was literally like a fixes that you could opt into right, as an yeah. individual not as a raid but as an individual and they deliberately simplified the bosses to make that be the case like you got to opt into more mechanics but the baseline bosses did not have as many mechanics. Um, so you had room to do that. And like that showed on something like um, like Rod Eden had more mechanics than something like Vexiona, which was another end wing boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I guess, yeah, I guess it kind of is that. I don't know. Maybe they do a corruption like system in the next, like the, the final no. season well i mean like you you individually well no because then i know my i know my dps players are idiots so it's literally going to be like they opt in for all the positives along with all the negatives and then yell when they die yeah yeah <laughs> so well man um, um yeah anyway yeah all right well let's uh let's jump into it so we talked a little bit about pre-patch already which i think is is cool um there's a couple things that i think came out last week um, that are more focused on Dragonflight versus like the beta versus pre-patch itself. Um, so I wanted to go through a, a couple of those things uh, and then we can sort of talk a little bit more in depth on pre-patch because I think there's some, well, I guess we've already talked a lot about pre-patch already. Um, but we'll, we'll figure out what we're going to talk about. Let's just sort of go through some of these things that have come out over the past week. We'll make this a little bit sort of a grab bag episode today. Yeah. Um, so I guess the first thing is um, Blizzard has increased your total character count um to 60 uh so from 50 to 60 you now create up to 60 characters which seems absolutely crazy to me that you would need that many characters um i literally play two at this point um so 
I don't. I, I have a bunch of old characters because I've like moved servers several times and I have old alts on old servers and I think I'm at like 30. Yeah. From I, a decade of playing. Yeah, I probably have... I probably have roughly that. So funnily enough, most of my characters are literally just level one characters where I've reserved a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I think at this point, well, this might be the expansion I have the most max level characters in, in a while. I've got all healers at max, which is surprising. Um, wow, look at you. I did yeah, not. I'm kind of a baller. I had more characters. I mean, the, the expansion I had the most at max was definitely Legion because I did all of the mage towers except for mage and... One other. I don't remember what other one. I did all except for two classes. Um, so I, I had, only did uh, two classes. I did the I, hunter one <laughs> and the monk ones. Yeah. Um, but then in like BFA, I actually had a bunch of, of 120s as well. I have actually had way fewer this expansion. I didn't even get all of the tanks to level 60. I did gotcha. not. I never got my uh, bear or demon hunter to 60. Gotcha. Yeah, I have, I mean, I think we've, we've talked about this before. I just have a problem with alts and that like, I guess the even pre, I, I, I like to blame it on artifact power or those sort of like power grinding right. systems is like, I want to be behind, but I'll tell you even before they were a thing, like in MOP and, and BFA or um, sorry, WAD, I only played my monk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't play many other characters although this expansion like i just god i say this every time but i think i might actually do it this one i think i'm gonna actually try and maintain two characters like at similar levels of progression yeah monk for sure and then one other healer which i don't know yet but um i think that's gonna be be my play but now if you you know if you run if you want more characters you have 10 more slots it's actually this is live now um yeah so um so yeah this is and then pre-patch change yeah, it's more pre. I did not do the notes very well today. Um, <laughs> and I guess the other thing too, along with this, is we talk about character slots. Is they did update the uh, character race combinations. So uh, for rogue, mage, and priest, now every race can be a rogue, a mage, or a priest. Um, following the footsteps of warriors and like death knights, right? Yeah. Um, so you can now. I mean, the big one there, of course, is like the Torin and high mountain Torin rogues, right? Yeah. Like that just seems and ridiculous. Draenei rogues are same same thing. Just like the oh, yeah. the, the ones with hooves, rogues with hooves now. <laughs> um, Mr. Blackwell in chat is saying apparently there are people that farm some seasonal event daily slash weeklies on fifty chart characters for very rare drops. And that is true. I don't personally know anybody that does it on that many characters for the very rare drops. But there's a guy in our guild that does uh does like mount farming on a ton of characters in order to get the like super rare stuff yeah not 50 but a lot (laughs) to be to be honest i used to do that with um with invincible and uh and uh what's the the memoron's head one but i I only did on like four or five memoron's head yeah sorry the the uh yog saran zero like oh yog zero one yeah yeah um and so I got Invincible, which is awesome. I have not gotten Mim's head. And I've just stopped trying. Like maybe yeah. once every two weeks, I'll yeah. run it on one character. I'm like, I can't. This is mind-numbingly, mind-numbingly boring. So, But in any event, yeah. new character and uh, race combinations 
Um, High Mountain Torn actually make out like bandits here. They get rogues, mages, and priests, which I think is pretty cool. And then orc priests come in. I didn't realize orcs couldn't be priests. That is actually really video. weird. Um, but um, but yeah. So now you can get more, I guess, choice in terms of what race you are. So wait, um, in classic, what horde races could be priests? Was, was it undead? Just undead, undead and uh, trolls. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because torn priests were not a thing in classic. Right. Um, they were later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Torn priests got in before orc priests, which is funny. Because um, torn priests were like what a couple expansions ago, I want to say. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just undead and trolls. I yeah. Because there was only four races back then. So. Um, in any event, new combo nations. Um. Speaking of new combinations, it's, that's a terrible segue into it the next story. It's not a good segue. Uh, no, nah, I'm just going to end it there. Um, Blizzard is removing the Threads of Fate system, uh, which is, you remember, that is the Shadowlands um, sort of alts leveling experience where instead of leveling through the story of Shadowlands, you basically just go to zones and do like world quests or quests in zones to fill up a bar and then you get a bunch of XP. All right. So um, hot take here. There's a bunch of people that are that are butt mad on Reddit about this. Bunch of people, uh, they're all wrong. Yeah, threads of fate just threads of fate does not make any sense after um, after Shadowlands goes away because threads of fate did two things. Um, number one, it let you at level sixty not have to finish the Shadowlands campaign, no matter at which point you picked up the threads of fate thing it let you skip the rest of the campaign your second time through and that yep. is something that you you don't you won't have to complete the shadowlands campaign in dragonflight yeah so that purpose no longer exists the second thing that it did is it allowed you to immediately jump into dungeon farming for uh leveling mm-hmm through the 50 to 60 area you didn't have to go through the zones and unlock the different dungeons and everything you could just like jump right into it and get going um another thing that you can just immediately do in in dragonflight you don't have to you know pick threads of fate in order to do that um and it is actually worth noting that it was always slower by a lot to do the threads of fate just like out in the zones doing world quests it was massively slower than doing the campaign or doing dungeons um so that said there's an argument for like maybe somebody like that was how they liked to level but you can also you can't do world quests but since you don't actually have to complete the campaign anymore you can just do the campaign and go through all the side quests now while you're in the campaign areas you don't like the, the side quests are all unlocked during the campaign. You don't have to do the campaign to unlock mm-hmm. them, except for like unlocking the zone itself, which is like maybe the one thing. Like you can't go and do like I'm going to do the Revendreth side quest to level. You have to actually get to the Revendreth point in the campaign, by which point you're probably close to level sixty anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, oh, sorry. Uh, but yeah, like the the final thing that it does is it's variety. It, it is like you could just jump in and do Revendreth, right? Um, but with Chromie Time, you can pick from any of the expansions to go through for leveling. I don't feel like the variety argument is particularly strong there. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing, yeah, is they did add Shadowlands to Chromie Time. So you can now, I guess level 10, you can start leveling in Shadowlands, um, which is uh, which is cool. Uh, Chromie Time is interesting. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, yeah. And like the, the probably two characters I've taken through and actually leveled, like using it once, like since it's been in. Um, it's been really fun to like just pick your expansion. Like, yeah. At a certain point, you just, you, I think we've talked about this, you just get done with doing like, uh, vanilla and then doing tbc and then yeah. like slowly grinding your way through it and really all you want to get to doing is the fir- the first zone of every expansion yeah it's just oh, yeah yeah um yeah. and all you really want to do is go to wad and farm treasures right like that's <laughs> that's the goal did they you also nerfed that during shadowlands didn't they you uh no you get such huge amounts of xp for that I believe they did, but the problem still is that Wad has those bonus XP events and yeah. like areas, and so like in terms of like questing plus those, I think Wad's still considered like the, the yeah. most efficient. Uh, um, so I will say that if you are a like fairly casual leveler, like you're not really doing speed leveling stuff, um, mm-hmm. Shadowlands is actually probably going to be one of the fastest options because the campaign gives a very good amount of XP. Yeah, and it's all it's very efficiently laid out. I don't think it's super fun to go through multiple times i honestly got kind of bored with it the first time through um but the uh in terms of like xp it is for the amount of effort that you have to put in thinking about what you're doing uh versus the amount of xp it gets it's pretty far up there like in terms of like brain power per xp yes it's uh it's very much on rails which is which is nice so um it makes it it makes it easy, but yeah. So now, I mean, with Chromie Time and Shadowlands, um, you can level however you want. And yeah, the Threads of Fate. I mean, it's I, I agree with everything you said there. It's it's whatever. It's it was a uh, something that needed to be done in expansion for your alts, and like I don't think it has a place you know, yeah. after we leave. So, um, I yeah. will say they did mention um, Adventure Time, which is not the TV show, but um, the uh, maybe it's a podcast. Anyway, um. Adventure Time is Dragonflight's version of Threads of Fate. It's a, I think it's, I don't actually know how they're implementing it. It is slightly different than what Threads of Fate did. Um, and Blizzard already sort of got in front of that and said, like, Thre- or Adventure Time and Dragonflight will be sticking around longer term um, and probably folded into Chromie Time in some way where it makes sense um, in terms yeah. of like how you level. So, and that might be um, something that they do as well going forward is being like, you can pick an expansion and then ignore the campaign entirely because you can do that in BFA. Yeah. pretty much um technically there's like the zone campaigns that you're kind of doing but you don't do the war campaign which is the mm-hmm. campaign you don't do the war campaign you just go to the zone and do the quests yeah which is like easy yeah um get azurite or azeroth autopilot and just click your way to victory I hate that <laughs> on, but yeah <laughs> yep so um, all right, cool. Um, moving on to more sort of old content, um, which we really want to talk about. Um, Blizzard did uh, enable uh, Legion raids to have the legacy damage buff, which I am so freaking excited about, dude. Like, um, sorry. So Legion is the the some of the later mythic bosses in Legion. Um, I missed progressing on, so I missed our progression. Whatever the Argus raid was, um, yeah, and Taurus. So. Yeah, and Taurus. So I missed the later half of that. Um, and so there's a couple items like, you know, transmog. I hate the actual system, but like sometimes you just want to look good. And so I sort of, you know, want to get that. So um, 
it was always awful to farm transmog in those raids because there's a couple of fights, namely Agrimar, where you needed more than one person. Yes, because um, only one person sends you flying off the pat- platform so yeah. fast that yeah. you actually cannot transcend back. Yeah, and it I think puts it happens you out of range before it will let you click the button. It's 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 very very fast. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, but now they've essentially buffed your damage ridiculously, S- similar to damage buffs you'd get in other um, older raids. Uh, all the Legion raids now have that enabled, so you can go in and basically just cleave everything very quickly. Yeah. Um, so for you transmog chasers or mount chasers, actually, because there's a bunch of mounts in these raids too. Yep. Um, you know, Legion raids are now easier than ever. You probably should be able to solo everything at that point um, through them. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, Which is nice. speaking of mounts, there's obviously like the Argus mount and mm-hmm. the Kill Jaden mount. And did Gul'dan have a mount or was it just the achievement mount? Gul'dan, Gul'dan had a mount. He had the uh, Infernal. It right. too, actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the the mythic infernal, and then there's a rant like a low one percent drop infernal. Yeah, um, yeah, different color. Drop, okay, yeah. Um, so there's those, but there's also like Falhounds in Antorus has a has a mount drop. Yep. Um, I want to say there's a second one in Tomb, but I don't remember what it is. Maybe uh, it was the the Naga boss, right? Sister, uh, or something? yeah, or yeah. Mistress, something. Mistress Sejin. I think she dropped an eel-like mount, I believe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Or maybe I'm making, mixing it up with one of the, like, hidden mounts, because there's also the, like, mind-eater whatever mount that had the maze that everybody hated. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that stuff. Or, sorry, I um, think everybody hated it. Everybody complained about it. It was very cool. Like, hated in the, like, they complained about it because they had to actually, like, turn on their brains. They couldn't just yeah. go in and do it um yeah and miss i just confirmed mistress did drop the abyss worm mount okay okay sazine has sazine whatever her name was um but yeah no it's cool if you're a mount like to me that's i don't know i'm a i'm a like well i i'm always mean about transmog i think transmog is a system in general we could do without i get why people like it i definitely use it even though i say i don't um the real the real reason to do those is for mounts like mounts are the coolest thing ever in my mind, though, personal opinion. Uh, uh, <laughs> speaking of damage multipliers, um, we got some further changes to Thundering uh, this oh, week yes. on the beta. So this has gone through a number of iterations. And actually, you know, I complained a lot about Thundering last time around, but I actually think that the changes that they've made this time have addressed most of the problems that I had with it. Caveat, we'll get to it. But most of the <laughs> most of the complaints. Yeah. Um, so, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, the first change that they made to it is that the marks now give a thirty percent damage increase instead of a fifteen percent damage increase. They nerfed the stun duration. From five seconds to four seconds. Uh, that is after previously nerfing it from eight to five, um, which happened last week. But we didn't podcast last week, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, technically, there's a buff to the amount of damage that you take from the dot that you have while you're stunned. Uh, it's the same amount of damage over four seconds instead of five, if I uh, remember correctly. So, um, but now it is also. All five people 
get the buff. And if you don't have anybody to clear with, you don't get stunned. Which also means that if all five people get it applied to them, and then somebody dies, and you're left with like two positive marks, neither of those two people get stunned because there's no one for them to clear with. Um, and that's actually, I think, a very clean way of solving that problem, like the Anduin problem of one person dying, meaning that like yeah. four people die now. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a great. Ch- I mean, it's, I think, two things. Number one, it's great that you now have five people get it, so everybody gets to participate in sort of like the the damage or healing increase part of the buff, right? Um, which is nice. And then, yeah, the fact that if you're the only buff remaining, not getting stunned at the end, I think is a is a really good change because um, that was always that that was like the the one issue is like from a a mechanic perspective, basically, you'd get all your DPS stuff to deal with it every time it came out. Um, and then the old way where it was only four people getting it, it was either your tank or your healer would have to, you know, quickly realize if they had to deal with this or not. Right. Um, and so now with everybody getting it, you can sort of choose like, okay, does the healer need more healing at this point? Or do we put it in our tank just to do more damage, right? Like uh, the DPS are going to be the ones that want to clear theirs for sure. Um, and so actually, to be fair, nowadays, now I guess it doesn't really matter how you clear, right? All yeah. five people getting it, it's just clear whenever there's like two or three seconds left on the debuff. And, yeah, you know, as long as everybody clears that can clear, um, you shouldn't get stunned. So, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, well, it's, I'm oh, sorry. What it'll probably evolve into is effectively let the tank not get cleared in a lot of cases, just to avoid issues with frontals and things. Yeah. That'll probably be like in in organized groups, that's not going to be the case. You're going to think about it a little bit more. But in pugs, I expect pugs to do two things. One, I expect them to clear ASAP. And two, <laughs> I expect them to not clear the tank because of frontals. Yeah. Yeah. No, but um, but you couple this along with the change they made, um, uh, what was it last week? I think too, which we didn't get a chance to talk about, which was the fact that it now has a range on it. The stun has a range on it, so if your debuff expires and there's no one within a hundred yards of you, which is sort of what you meant when yeah. you said you can clear them, but this also this also would happen if you're running back, right. um, you don't get stunned. So like if you're running back and you know you get the one of the debuffs on you and um no one's within 100 yards of you, then you don't get stunned when it expires, which is really, really nice uh, yeah. in that regard. So um, somebody was doing some timings too. It looks like it's about every like minute and a half or so, minute 15 right. while you're in combat. So it's not too frequent. Um, it seems like the timer only occurs when you're in combat. So about once a minute, once a minute, you know, every 90 seconds, somewhere in there, um, you'll have to deal with this, which is not too bad. You know, Interesting 25. thing. So... They added this change as well this week. Enemies have 5% more health in a Thundering Keystone. If you perfectly min-max these marks, what's the damage increase that the group gets? It's 30% every 15... Like, 30% for 15 seconds every 90 seconds. Roughly, yeah. Yeah. So you're looking at, like, 15% of 30%? Or some, right. No, it's actually higher than that. Hang on. Somebody else did the math, if I can find it. Actually, screw it. I just type it into Google. I'm just going to Google it. Times. Love it. <laughs> uh, it, it works out to, if you perfectly min-max it, 
perfectly, perfectly min max it, it would be a 21% damage buff. Uh, if you don't perfectly min max it, like if you get half the value of it, uh, all right, I did something wrong. Oh, I know what I did wrong. Hang on, ignore me. Yeah, okay. If you perfectly min max it, it's a five percent damage buff. Yeah. So they just like yeah negated, like yeah. thundering basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which is I don't like. I don't like it all. Yeah. Um, because you're not. In practice, you're not perfectly been maxing this. Yeah. Almost never. Um, so this just actually adds health uh, to the mobs as a one-time thing, kind of. It, do- it doesn't contribute to as to scaling as much as if they buffed the base mob HP by 5%. Mm-hmm. But it's still like... When people ask for a kiss curse affix, they mean something like this. You have this stun, um, and the swirlies are still there, right? And as compensation, you have this damage buff that you get to play around with. Mm -hmm. Having it be that you are net neutral if you perfectly optimize playing around this buff. Yep. That's just bad. Yeah. No, and it, it... Yeah, I mean, I, I would it's agree. It's not just curse. That's just curse. Yeah, you're just yeah, you're just basically incre- like increasing the amount of damage you need to do, regardless. Um, I'm wondering if this is sort of like the start of them adding more tuning knobs. I guess you could say, in terms of like the affix is basically a lot like having that because typically like these sort of seasonal affixes didn't have a mob like they would have an impact on the way you would do the mobs so they wouldn't actually impact the mobs themselves they wouldn't increase health or increase damage right it was like they essentially just make them more difficult to deal with right you have to deal with something very specific so um yeah this i mean this is it's an maybe that's how they're sort of going to another just essentially adding it now so they can use it as a balancing knob later yeah i mean i I know that we're, I guess we can sort of talk a little bit about this. They are doing a massive amount of just dungeon tuning in general, not just the affixes, but all the different mobs, spells, abilities. I mean, things are getting buffed, nerfed. It's like, (laughs) it's all over the place. Coupled Um, with that, um, actually, this weekend, there is, uh, this weekend, right? All the dungeons are available for Mythic Plus testing on beta. I don't know if it's all of them. They added three new ones. I don't know if they, I don't think they took any away. And there was was there was there five available previously I'm for testing? Sure. I was yeah. I've been out. I, I, was, I, I, I was out of town. I have not logged into to beta this week. Um, I can tell you that. So I know they did add three new dungeons. Um, I've heard a bunch of feedback on particularly like the Nokon defensive, um, being just ridiculously overtuned. Yeah. Um, and like and, and overtuned in terms of not only like the damage it does, but also like the amount of trash you have to clear, yeah. um, is yeah. like considered like very a lot of the communities like it's just annoying to do that one. Um, it's super cool because I think that's the one where you get to fly around on your dragon, so you can use some dragon riding stuff. But um, it's just very very annoying. So the, um, there is one change from all of these changes that I would like to highlight that will actually make sense to people that that uh, played Legion. And that is in Halls of Valor, there is a nerf to um, God King Scovald's charge uh, that reduces the... uh, So 
reduces the initial damage by like 25 percent or 20 percent mm -hmm. it's uh it's a pretty pretty sizable number that is a very one-shotty ability or was a very one-shotty ability in legion and it had this really awkward timer where it's a it's a cleave, so it, it will hit things around the person that it targets. But you go off shortly after you were all like huddled together in the shield. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it uh it's really, really uh awkward timing on it. And they nerfed it. Um back on Thundering a little bit, Mr. Blackwell in chat is remarking that you could in theory get more than five percent out of this if you are playing around it with your cooldowns and at the high level that is correct uh for a typical key i think that is uh just going to bait people into never pushing their cooldowns yeah like that's so people are already really bad at this actually if you look at uh, a typical pug dps and you look at their cooldown usage and they dramatically undercast like you'll see them get like tons and tons of damage on one or two poles because they they hit their cooldowns on it but then they'll have like under half of the cooldown cast that they could have had in the over, over the whole dungeon because they like refused to have suboptimal cooldown casts when they could have had more overall damage by like taking just like casting their cooldown twice as much and I think yeah. that's what is going to happen with Thundering is that's going to make that problem even worse of people being like, oh, no, I can't use this. Like, even though it's a big pull, it's a good pull. Thundering is not here. I can't use it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because you're, yeah, you're just going to generally just like from a pug perspective, just YOLO a lot of that stuff anyway, or like not sort of play around having the having it triggered at a certain point. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about Thundering. I mean, the, the couple I haven't. I haven't played this version of it, I'll say, um, but pre it isn't too much different than the older version. Um, not, it's not a bad thing. Like it's not a terrible affix. I think it's slightly annoying. It, like it'll always be more annoying because of the like the storm spawny circles. Um, yeah. yeah. Just in, in and that's just in general in terms of like the, uh, um. Like the the way that the dungeons are set up, if it's restricted space, well, I just don't have enough room to move around, right? Yeah. Um But um, but yeah, no, I, I uh, there have been worse seasonal affixes, I think, than this, and so they've made a lot of good iterations on this to make it yeah. not as yeah. terrible. We'll say, yeah. So, I um, I do think they also like they said that they wanted to get away from the affixes. The seasonal effects being something that was like quite so overpowering in the way that um you know th this season's effects like ending the key with plus 25 percent of whatever your best secondary is is kind of a lot um or the er bonus from season three that was really strong um i'm not gonna lie oh it was torgas powers in season two and that was actually really weak and awful <laughs> That was I forgot about. about that actually. Yeah. I just I just blocked that out of my mind. I forgot all about that. Yeah, we got some weird plus mana, like well, the healer one. Like yeah. there's some weird plus mana. The tank the tank ones. Oh, there was actually there was one noteworthy tank power, right? There was the one that like gave you extra 
like 50% damage reduction for the first four seconds you were in combat. There was like mm-hmm. God tier for blood decay and, and protection paladin because it let you like get things and get resources and then push your defensives instead of like having to walk in with a cooldown already running. Yep. But yeah, that was bad. Uh, but then there was prideful, right? Where like prideful was so overpowering that like if you had pride for a boss you could kill it and if you didn't have pride for a boss you couldn't kill it and like that's that's the difference is like yeah yeah and then i mean prideful is that way in terms of like your damage output and then you had um what was the one where you killed mobs and portals through the shadow realm in that that was in nylotha nylotha's one yeah and that one was essentially like route defining right where like you did you ran a specific route because of those mobs um which you couldn't do at any other point so you like for that season you essentially had to learn the new route right Um, yeah which i think is to me like i think that was a cool one i don't know how they do that again without it just being the same thing only instead of nyalotha visions it's like whatever bad guy visions dragons it's dragon visions, right? Like, I, I don't know how they do that again, but it would be cool for another affix to come in that is more route and like, to, like doesn't make you stronger or more powerful, right? As you do the key, it just makes right. your route slightly different, right? And you can well, better optimize it or change they, it or something like that. They try to do that with, like, if you look at the last three seasons of actually every seasonal affix in Shadowlands, there's like prideful that impacted your routes because you had to hit the 20% thresholds at good places. Oh yeah, and then there's the Torghast one, which kind of did, kind of didn't. You had to like kill the bosses, and so for the less linear dungeons, you had to like change your route to make sure you killed all three, uh, yeah. in order to not get some pretty bad stuff on the last boss. And then the um, Ur one, they tried to, but you basically just ignored it for most people, and you just like killed the packs that are already in your way. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, this season. There's routes that people do that are like, we're just going to pick up every every Dreadlord. We're just going to pull all of the Dreadlords. Yeah. And um, so like they they do kind of change your routing, but they don't. what they don't do is give you a new tool for routing. You have the same tools for routing with all of those. You mm-hmm. just have to um, change the route that you take using those tools. Whereas like the Nyalotha effects gave you a new tool to route through the dungeon with it was accessible like i mean kind of if you were already playing triple rogue comps in in nylotha you didn't change anything he didn't change anything but if you weren't playing that many rogues um then it gave you this new tool like to everybody exactly yeah i think maybe that's why i like that one so much is that it was like a new tool you could use within the dungeon versus just a new thing that gave you more power, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, they're they're doing a you know a ton of changes to the affix side, a, a ton still on sort of the the dungeon tuning. I I'm slightly concerned. Cause I think we we mentioned this right. Like the dungeons just seem very. I wouldn't say they're difficult, but there is just a lot of damage that goes out. Like, and in terms of just. Yeah not having the throughput to keep people alive like certain parts of a fight is like number one really upsetting it kind of sucks but number two it's like 
what do we do differently here? Because we have to handle this damage like every 30 or every 45 seconds and there's not enough yeah. cooldowns to to go through it. So, um, I mean, we'll see. Like, I think a, a lot of it probably comes to from the fact that like just our scaling is a little weird with our template right. characters. So, yeah, it yeah. could be that. But. And then like stuff like broken talents. Yeah, which is... I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna get this all done. I'm I'm slay like the avoidance aura for monks is still broken. Like it just yep. doesn't. It yep. Does not add four percent avoidance. It adds four percent more if you have avoidance, <laughs> but yep. it does not. Uh, it gives you four percent more avoidance rating. Yeah, it does not actually add four percent avoidance. So, uh, yeah, it's annoying. Um, the other thing well, on beta that we've got in the notes is on the work orders system finally yes, being available they for finally testing. put it in have you looked at this at all i did so i messed around a, i messed around a little bit on this um okay i guess i said i unlocked into beta i did log into beta to sort of mess with this it's uh it, i don't know how much i'll use it so i think i think if i was i think if you are a person who enjoys crafting and who like wants to play that part of the economy, this is a very, very cool thing. But right. like as a person, like so so the way that I typically engage with any of my professions is like I take enchanting because I just want to be able to DE gear and make money throughout the entire expansion because I will okay. get a bunch of it. Yep. And I take alchemy because I want two-hour flasks. Nowadays, yeah. two-hour flasks less of a concern, so I'll still have enchanting. But like for me, it's like I'll buy everything off the auction house reagent-wise that I need or like base um, reagents-wise and then make yeah. it as I need. Like I don't need it. And if I need something else that's outside of that profession, I'll probably have somebody in my guild. Right. And like send them mats to do that. Right. Um, so for me, it doesn't really make sense to use this. And I think even like in a lot of cases, a lot of casual players probably don't interact with it that much. Um, but if you want to be a crafter and you want to like that's your thing in this game, like you're already playing the auction house, you're already sort of doing all that, it's actually super, super cool. Right. Um you so, have to do a lot of or sorry. Uh, quick quick recap for people that may not remember because it's been a while since we talked about crafting stuff uh, but yeah. this system is the thing where you can as a buyer of some you know item that gets crafted you can put an order in for somebody to craft that um, you can put it in as like a guild order or as an open order and um, somebody makes it you provide like the base materials for it and then the crafter kind of like does the rest. So this kind of replaces the thing where you would try and use like fit in between the spam and trade chat, like actual <laughs> trade. And you boosting like, services being uh, advertised. Yeah, yeah, you would try and fit in there like, hey, I'm looking for somebody to craft this item for, for me, you know, basically replacing that. Um, and as they are making, like, because they're making, this is kind of necessary because of how they're making crafted stuff way more complicated. Like, imagine trying to advertise, you know, hey, I'm looking for somebody to make me a five-star whatever chess piece with this and this bonus and these stats. And, like, it's a, yeah. a lot to try and fit in a message. Exactly. So, yeah, so now you can basically... Um, like request that stuff, which is which is cool. Or the other side of it is a crafter, you can sort of post up the the BOP items too, um, so that someone can go out and and sort of buy them. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a really like I said, it's a really cool system. I think it's a it's an interesting way as they make professions this expansion. I think a bit more complex, we'll say, yeah, um, and a little bit 
you know, definitely they've gotten a huge, I think, upgrade in terms of like what you do around them with the whole progression system now from a crafting perspective and the fact that like everything has a quality to it that is somewhat, that part is somewhat annoying, by the way. <laughs> um, the fact that even like regular reagents have qualities on them. And so it's like, it's yeah. just annoying to, to sort of manage all that from your bags. But um, in terms of work order specifically, I think this is, like I said, I think it's a very cool system if you want to engage in this sort of crafting economy. Um, that being said, like I don't, I think you have to be one of, have to have to be you have to want to be a part of that for this to like make a huge difference. And I think you have yeah. to do a ton of you want to make use of it. It sounds like just the way it looks is like you just have to advertise because like like in game like there, instead of like trade chat being like the like the gold spam or whatever like you trying to say like hey I want to like I can enchant this stuff for you. It's more of like now like okay check my work orders because I have all these enchanting work orders up that you can grab. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, I think the idea is that now you don't have to touch trade chat at all for that. Like the work order goes up and there's just people looking for that stuff, looking mm-hmm. to make a profit off of it. Um, and then it just gets picked up and somebody does it. There mm-hmm. was, I don't know if this is still the case, but there was a cap on the number of work orders that a single person could fill. Yep. Um, that a single crafter could fill. Um, the kind of reason being that part of the goal here is to like let other people into this part of the economy, like not just have it be the big like omni crafter people with like eight characters on a single realm that all have max professions and just like single handedly craft everything they could possibly need, you know? Yeah. Um, which like there's a place for that, but also if those are the only people that can use this system, then it's a failure of a system. Effectively. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think it's just going to be the, the people who really engage with it are going to be those that really enjoy the crafting side of the game. I think if you're just looking to like get something made quickly and you have some mats lying around from like, I don't, so I don't know if like the boxes are coming back or like, I know mission table isn't coming back, but like nowadays, if you do mission table stuff and you get reagents for a profession, you don't have the crafting profession for, they're essentially just, AH items are at this point just vendor items. Yeah. <laughs> nothing's yeah. worth any gold anymore. I, I gotta um, I gotta go and clear out my my regent bank before the new expansion. Yeah, that's what I was I got a lot of Shadowland stuff in there. I was working I forgot the funny thing about reagents is I forgot all of the like the Zareth Mortis crafting stuff for like the mounts and pets and yeah. stuff. Like my bank is full of them. Yeah. And like I need to well oh, get rid of that. So um but no, so work orders are in. I mean, I would go ahead and test it out. It's actually, like I said, fairly well implemented. It makes sense, pretty easy to understand and sort of post stuff that you want. Um, you know, post stuff with like specific, you know, optional. And you can like throw up your own optional reagents if you want something crafted um, or put up a portion of the actual reagents if you want something crafted. And that way you get a little bit of a discount in what the person might charge you to fulfill it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a... Uh, it's in and it's working and it's sort of a new thing. So it's uh, it's cool to see Blizzard sort of iterating on the profession side because professions have been pretty stagnant for a long time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. since when was when did they get rid of the crafting of like weapons? Was that TBC? Did, was there? You could wrath? get, oh, there's the art. I remember Zinrock in Canada, right? You had the archaeology weapons, but that wasn't right. really crafted weapons. Yeah. 
feel like it's been I feel like it's been a very very long time since like outside of like your raid consumables the yeah. like armor portion of crafting is like non-existent in the yeah. grand scheme of things so like it's um that's I think going to be a very interesting thing of early uh dragonflight is like people week 1 trying to get some ridiculous weapon crafted yeah yeah because that's everybody's biggest upgrade is their weapon somebody like i i can already picture the people complaining like i can't get my best weapon crafted like (laughs) no shit sherlock it's week one exactly exactly i think too and um um as as your gauze mentioned this in our in the chat is like it it i believe it's gonna like crafted gear is gonna be a little bit more important um, I can tell you my guild isn't going as far as I think as their guild is, is like creating spreadsheets about who is going to go what profession and, yeah. you know, leveling that up. But I think crafted gear definitely going to be used going into sort of mythic and heroic week um, to like fill in gearing holes. Um, yeah. Because it is in, it is, it is pretty good if you can get it, you know, high enough item level with enough yeah. of the quality. Um, so. Yeah. And I mean, I'm planning on doing like, I'm not the Omnicrafter kind of person anymore like that's not really something that i there's a lot of tedium to that that i don't want to deal with yeah and so i'm not very interested in doing that anymore Um, i am interested in doing some like some crafting right the the some crafter as opposed to the omni crafter and um so this is a fairly appealing thing to me we're gonna see how it actually plays out but that was i think my big complaint about like or one of as a like gameplay thing of ignoring the like all the economic issues with the legendary system in Shadowlands, <laughs> the crafting the like gameplay of the legendary crafting was actually like very tedious and boring. Yeah. 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 No, I, I would uh, I would agree. So um but cool, yeah, some some upgrades there, like we said. Um I should probably check out professions a little bit more. I don't really know anything about them, but I have done almost no professions. I actually looked a little bit at cooking, a little bit at cooking on the beta, um, but have not really seriously done any profession stuff. There are other people in guild that have, that know a lot about it. And I'm going to like, just, I'm going to log in, you know, and figure it out as I go along. Interesting. I know. I actually, that's an interesting point. This this wasn't on our topics, but I did have this in the back of my mind about something we talk about. Have you done much Dragonflight just like first week prep? Like how you're going to level, what you're going to level, sort of anything right. like that at this point? Or So there are people in my guild that are like, I have a route that is going to level me to level 70 in four and a half hours. And meanwhile, I'm over here like, I'll see you guys on like Wednesday or something. <laughs> we have three weeks or something before the raid releases yeah like yeah, you... the the expansion releases november 28th right um yep that monday and then the raid release is december 12th yep so we have two weeks i don't two raid f- until the friday so i got an extra three days on there so i got two and a half weeks to be ready and actually as a bonus because i read on friday i don't have to worry about like crafting gear or anything as much because yeah. i can spend that tuesday wednesday thursday just doing keys 
Exactly. You get lucky. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I also have not done much in the way of prep. Like I don't, I don't have a route. The only thing I, so the only thing I have done is I have done the initial opening quest experience about three or four times. Yeah. Up until you unlock dragon riding and then I've done the getting all the dragon riding things. Yeah. I think twice at this point. I have yet to actually successfully unlock dragon riding. Uh-huh. It's it's like 45 minutes in. It's honestly not that bad. Well, like I got there the first time that I did it and it yeah. bugged. Oh, nice. And nice. so then um, I have not actually gone through that part of the quest experience again. But yeah. Yeah. It's um the only reason I've been doing it is because I want to be able to get all of the dragon riding upgrades like within like basically 30 minutes and then go back to leveling. Yeah. Um, because I think that'll be like a huge boost in terms of like your just general leveling speed is having like the full talent tree unlocked um for the rest of the time. So plus it's like a nice like thing to do in the like yeah break up in the interim. So I'm I'm planning to be super casual for the first two weeks. Like I'm gonna be like we're gonna be doing like weekly mythic zero clears mm-hmm. for everybody. But beyond that, like I'm going to be doing the dragon riding races, collecting the glyphs, doing some light crafting stuff to get that ready. Like, I'm not taking it very seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, funny. I was talking. I was talking to some friends. This might be the first expansion in a while where like I don't take off a bunch of days with release. Right. It's almost like you. It almost be better to take off like maybe not launch day, but like the next week for a couple of days to like take like the next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. And that way you can finish off any mythic zeros you need on Monday. And then, you know, yeah. start Tuesday by sort of doing your world tour or whatever. Or do, or do the, the actual raid release week. Cause it is. Yeah, and then you get mythic pluses in. Then you get mythic plus in. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. probably what I'm going to end up doing is like, I don't know if I'm actually going to take the whole, I'm probably not going to take the whole week off. I'm probably going to do like Thursday, Friday off or something. Mm-hmm. Um, enough that we get through the like opening part of the world first race. Cause my job. <laughs> um, I'm like, how do you take off during the opening of mythic? <laughs> um, All hands on deck over there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's usually not that bad um, or it hasn't, it was not for sepulcher. Right. Cause I did yeah. um, for uh, mythic. I guess actually it was heroic week. I took, two days off or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, or maybe it was just the Friday. I think I took the Friday off. Um, and I just like went and did keys and stuff with guildies. And that was my Friday. Yeah. And like, you can fit a lot of keys in a single day. So yes, yes, you can. If you have a good, if you have a group that's there with you, of course. Um, so that's, and that's probably what I do is like a day, maybe two mm-hmm. days. I don't think I'm doing the whole week. I know people who are doing like, all of their they have all of like tuesday through friday that week off and i'm like yeah. that is how you make me quit the game doing keys <laughs> for four days yeah no yeah I, w- I would agree so we'll see we'll see what if anytime i take off but yeah i've also not done any sort of real prep like other than that opening experience of like getting through the questing which is honestly just you follow the main quest it's super simple like you go to like three different areas and then you land in where you learn dragon riding and then it's to be fair, the the hardest part is like the first like ten or fifteen glyphs you have to collect dragon riding wise because you have like no powers and they're actually right. kind of difficult to get to. Um, so I've been sort of practicing that um, to get that a little bit better. But um, 
yeah. But you know, it's uh, yeah, I was just wondering if you had done any crazy prep uh, in nope. terms of. I'm, I'm being chill. I'm being nice. chill. Nice. Yeah, we do. We do have a. We do have a ton of time. So, um, so cool. I guess the only other final thing I had, then we can sort of um, maybe we get done a little bit earlier. So I don't know. Um, was just on the fact that I finally, finally got my raid portals uh, this week. <laughs> Nice. So excited. I'm literally now officially done with the expansion. I have all my mounts, have the raid portals, which are going to be useless in, what, four weeks anyway, three weeks right. anyway. But still but cool to have. Farms. Um, actually, to be completely honest with you, I think I have every transmog item at this point. There's like maybe one or two like melee weapons I don't have. But um, yeah, we haven't needed yeah. stuff in forever. So no, I finally did that, which is awesome because Sylvanas was the only sort of boss that had been looting me. Um, yeah. And we like two shot her, which was which was really nice with a nice. buyer. Uh, nice. with a buyer with a buyer, yeah. So we, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to get portals. We talked about this a little bit before. Yeah. I am main swapping back to monk. I was mage the whole season. Main swapping back to monk. I had all but four bosses done on my mage. Um, I have zero mythic bosses on my monk, <laughs> so I need full clears of all three instances in order to get it. I have a spreadsheet now with what bosses everybody needs for their portals. Not everybody cares, but um, like if we tried to get everybody portals, I would get portals because we just need like seven out of 10 bosses in every instance to do them. And at mm-hmm. that point, like the three that we don't need are like the early stuff, right? Yeah. It's like we would need to do remnant and soul render and paintsmith, but we wouldn't need to do the eye or the nine but in order to do Remnant and Soul Render, we need to do the Eye of the Nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I would end up getting it if we do that. Um, if we don't, then I won't get it, which will be disappointing. Um, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, um, I did, I, to be fair, I did the similar analysis for my team and it was like, Basically, we needed Painsmith and Sylvanas as like the most needed bosses for folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And luckily for the Painsmith people, we we sort of locked out here is like one main swap in the middle of the raid, and his his main only needed one boss, so we basically just brought just him that. to his yeah. main to Sylvanas. Yeah. Two other people quit. <laughs> one person doesn't care, and then the third person is the one that that does care. He wasn't here though uh, this week. But um, but yeah, I think we have the just one person who needs, unfortunately, a fair amount of bosses across the instance, across the instances. Yeah. Um, but we might be able to, might be able to get him his yeah his fate scribe fate scribe is definitely our the worst for us. We need like we have like seven people that don't have fate scribe, including me. Gotcha. Um, and then, but most other bosses, it's like two people. Uh, yeah. Like in in, in Castle Nathria. There's only two bosses that, aside from me, people need. I guess three. There's Denathrius, which we haven't killed yet. Uh, yeah. And then Kael, Kael'thas and Council of Blood each have one person. Oh, oh the Council. Um, Council's, Council actually isn't that bad when you when you have affixes. So. Um, so. But yeah, it's... it's uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm getting mine. Um Oh, for council though, you just need to do the barrier strat. Wait for a barrier. Week. Yeah, I. I <laughs> Did you hear oh, about that? Man. Yeah. Oh uh, man. <laughs> um, 
so somebody came into Warcraft Vlogs Discord asking about it because oh, really? they got all their DPS got gray parses on it, doing it on That's heroic. So funny. Yeah, because the way that it works is you only get damage credit for uh, the boss that like actually dies. You don't get credit for the ones that heal up. But when you cleave down all three of them, it doesn't know what to do and it just picks one. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. So, to, so I guess to actually explain what's happening. The, the strat like, is that like <laughs> yeah. you get them all down below the threshold that barrier kills them. You wait for a barrier, you purge it, and then it just kills all three at the same time and the boss dies. Yeah. Which is so fun. Which, yeah, we were trying to see how that works. Does that mean, I guess you go through three intermissions still, right? You no. get each boss to 50 oh what i thought at 50 percent they go to you oh wait maybe you're right maybe you're right maybe you spend huh i guess like, that was that was the idea is like i guess in terms of the like well, you, uh, you basically you shorten the time between intermissions so you do your intermissions faster because just going each boss right. to 50 and then getting it each low afterwards so it's probably not as bad but yeah um it's so quicker, it's uh right? and then your dance debuff the like stacking dot debuff re yeah. resets its stacks every time you do a dance so that's how you like don't die to the dot yeah exactly um this does so the phase three mechanics for all three bosses are add a lot to the fight mm -hmm. this entirely skips it yeah yeah um which is fairly significant that would actually be that would be a fun thing to to actually do. Uh, that, that would actually be fun to do. Yeah. We didn't yeah, do the Rigolon, like, we are made of stars thing. Okay. Um, but the, we just didn't have, like, interest. We just, people just wanted to get mounts. Yeah. I think we also, we might have done it. I don't remember. I, I could check. I don't think we did, though. The other um, We're not an achievement. guild did it. Yeah. We're not achievement. Like, we have one person in the guild that, hunts every achievement he can and like mounts yeah. and stuff and like yeah we probably didn't i don't know if we did it for him or not um, um but yeah like that, that actually sounds like a fun thing to just like go in and mess around with is especially it's something that is not on the critical path for like getting oh, mounts yeah. or anything so if we just so went we, in and screwed around with it and decided we didn't want to mess with it we just move on with our lives right yeah, and yeah, just yeah. not clear it yeah, or just like leave it to the end if you have time and then yeah, right. go in and, and sort of test it out. So no, yeah, I saw that um yeah, Argo was saying something about it um the other week and I meant to bring it up here. So although it was interesting, clever use of, of game mechanics for sure. Um but yeah, I think I mean at this point my my Shadowlands experience is done. Um we should we should probably set up to do like a retro have we done a retrospective episode? We have not done a retro, we need to do one. Yeah, so we'll, I, I think we do a little bit of retro over the next couple of weeks while we wait for uh, the actual expansion to come out. Yeah. Um, I did like one more thing I wanted to talk about, which is related to finishing the expansion. I started the expansion as Night Fae on my monk. Okay. Switched to Kyrian cool. for, for PvP because that was just better in PvP mm -hmm. and stayed with it because it was technically also better for Brewmaster, right? Um, it wasn't enough better at that time to matter. It was later in the expansion, but at that time it wasn't better enough to matter. Mm -hmm. um, there's a build for Brewmaster right now. The Triple Covenant build. Ooh. You 
In your spec tree, you pick up Bone Dust Brew and Weapons of Order. Okay, like it. And then you play Night Fae. Oh, okay, get Stomp. Yeah. Um, and I might do that for a raid tonight. God, so gross. And, and the, is so gross. And the expansion uh, with the covenant that I started with. <laughs> That's actually pretty awesome. Um, there there was a part of me that wanted to spec Night Fae for pre-patch um, for like half a second. Because it's, it's, it's the only covenant I have not been on my monk at all. And to be completely yeah. honest with you, not really been on it in my alt either. Yeah. Um, even if even if Night Fae has been the best, like for like you know, Druid, it's it's been very good. And um yeah. even for my hunter, which is like I'm slowly leveling still, um, pretty good. I just don't want to be Night Fae. Um like so at all. It's like one of those things where like I'm still pissed from Shadowlands beta when I'm trying to get through like the zone and do the stuff and you Sarah these quests with you Sarah where you like have the egg and then she flies you back to the thing. She wouldn't fly me back. And I got stuck on like two different characters there. And I'm literally specifically leveling this character to test uh, Venthyr. Like, cause we didn't, they didn't give us like max level pre-mades where you could just right. pick whatever covenant you wanted. And like, yeah. I'm getting, I'm so pissed. I bricked two characters at that point. I'm like, so at that point I'm like never being Night Fae. And yeah. if this breaks my character yeah. in live, I'm just quitting the game. Yeah. Um, but That's yeah, no. Funny. And to be completely honest with you, when they fixed it, you could go back to those brick characters and it would work eventually. But at that point, I was like, I'm I'm done testing this. Yeah. So. Like, uh, so right now I am playing Necrolord, actually, not Kyrian, okay. which is the more common one, because my monk is undergeared and Fleshcraft is very good. Yeah. But I'm actually not sure if I need it because we've got, like, we gained, um, I can have, so before I had to pick between, like, Bob and Weave and Dampen Harm. Now I can have not only both of those, Fort Brew on a sh- much shorter cooldown, Diffuse Magic, Zen Med with the thing that makes it like actually usable as a defensive cooldown in most circumstances. Yeah. So I'm not actually sure if I need Fleshcraft. <laughs> Plenty of other defensive options now. Um, right. Yeah. And Nia for Night Fae, like in terms of Soulbinds, Nia is the best soulbind in the game. Yeah. For like if you if your spec likes mastery at all, Nia is the best soulbind in the game. So yeah. I don't I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm really thinking cool. about it. It would be it would mean taking Tiger Palm off of my bar pretty much for pre-patch. <laughs> um because I, I put Rising Sun Kick in the spot on my bar where Tiger Palm was. Because you don't push it very much right now with the rotation uh, being charred passions based, mm-hmm. um, and so Tiger Palm got moved to like a uh, uh, less used key binding, and that's probably where I would put Feyline Stomp. Okay, okay. Because uh, okay. I'm running out of other places to put it. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah, no, that, that'd be an interesting build to get all three. I'm wondering if, I mean, for, for Mistweaver, it's not a play at all. Although, you can do some weird stuff, because, like, Jade Bond, like, the weird Mistweaver one right now is you can run Kyrian with Call to Arms, plus Invoke, one-minute Invoke, uh, GG, so, like, the one-minute Celestial. And if you cov- if you um, socket Jade Bond into your 
conduits. Um, you can basically have like sub 30 second GGs or something ridiculous. That's amazing. That's um, amazing. Particularly like with larger poles and everything like that. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's real good. Uh, it feels real fun. Um, because like Jade Bond, the, the the conduit does still reduce the one minute GG. And oh, and then if you wear invokers as your legendary choice, you get yep. the full duration invokers. Oh, so no. you technically can have, let's say, pretty high uptime on the invokers haste because it it'll trigger you know whenever yeah you, whenever you invoke. So I am uh, actually speaking of uh invokes uh i am not playing invoke news out at all in pre-patch good i do not have it talented i actually had to go and fix my soul binds to remove the walk with the ox conduit because it does nothing now because <laughs> i literally <laughs> don't have the button That's um awesome. and that is maybe technically wrong for jailer and Zenathrius, mm-hmm. but i don't care i am yeah. done being beholden to uh invoke news is janky like interactions like yeah. damage from damage taken stuff i yeah yeah i will say that's that's been the fun part about pre-patch is sort of finding these weird little things that aren't going to be around for like another two three weeks um yeah yeah like they're just generally broken like the fun thing too is that like i think it's i think the call to arms invoke doesn't proc enveloping breath anymore um so that's sort of an issue in terms of the overall healing but it still yeah. does trigger like the jade bomb cooldown reduction jade bond cooldown reduction sorry um so yeah it's uh this is my favorite time of any game is like this pre-patch stuff because you generally are like extremely overpowered in terms of the older content and then there's just weird like overlaps of like abilities and yeah. like new stuff um, yeah and it's probably just bigger now because like we got the talent trees and yeah. A lot of stuff that's in the talent tree comes from the current Shadowlands system. So yeah. you can technically have essentially more talent points than you would have it at 70, right? Once we get to, to level up. So yeah. Um, it's uh fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Azure goes is asking if I play triple DPS, where am I gonna put all my buttons? Because there's so many active buttons. Um yeah. and the answer is everywhere. <laughs> there's a lot of them. <laughs> Um, but it's also like, okay, don't take Chi Wave or Cheapers, basically. If you're playing Brewmaster, just don't take them. They're not worth the button. Um, you're gonna lose DPS trying to push them. Like in practice, maybe they end up in like a top simming build. I would be a little bit surprised actually if they do, but maybe they do. Um in practice, I think it's always a mistake right now to take them. Because there are so many other buttons that they're just significantly better. Yeah. Uh, the only other button really that you can like, I'm not taking explosive keg. That's another one that is, uh, it's just super point expensive to take. You have to take invoke knees out, then two points and another talent, and then you can take exploding keg. Um, so I'm not taking that one at all right now. I don't have invoke knees out right now. Um, I am playing rushing jade wind, but that's another one that you can drop. So I actually like in, in the process of putting this together, I am dropping other abilities that some people are taking right now, like Exploding Keg um, and Invoke Newsow, because I just don't want to play with Invoke Newsow right now. And that cuts off, I can't take Exploding Keg. Yeah. There's, there's another build that I thought about um, and that I might play if uh, my like HP and rate is spooky. You can... So there was the um, defensive legendary for Brewmaster that people were playing last season in Mythic Plus. Mm-hmm. 
the mighty poor one that um is very good but not as good as storm south's last keg for most most situations um but you can path all the way down to storm south's last keg in the talent tree take that and then play the mighty core legendary instead um oh, okay. which is another option so then you yeah. can you can play those that combination you don't get to pick another capstone you don't get another covenant ability there but you can just play kyrian like you can just play kyrian and play mighty poor and and uh do it that way that's mm-hmm. i think fairly valid um so like there are there are definitely a few a few like weirdo things where you can take existing borrowed power and combine them with the talents and like do things that wouldn't normally make sense Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah. as broken as the 30 second uh, Chi-Gs that give you 30 seconds of Invoker's Delight Haste or whatever. Yeah, it's or 15 seconds ridiculous. or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, nothing quite that good. No. it's uh, That's been like the one sort of... That's what I've ran all raid this week, which was which was fun, except for the fact that I like I played it terribly because my raid frames were just like... I didn't know who needed to be healed or like where anything was or who had debuffs. Uh, or... Excuse me, Anomaly. You're playing a Mistweaver. You turn off your raid frames. No, so now I need my raid frames again. So that's the that's the thing is like... Do you in, though? In uh, it's completely honest with you in Shadowlands... Or no, in uh, sorry, in Dragonflight, I will. Because I, I need to actually cast spells on people. I know it sucks. <laughs> Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm like I'm gonna be lost completely. Um, yeah, but no, yeah, it's uh, it'll be, um, it'll be, it'll be. Yeah, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting pre patch. It's been fun just to, all the broken stuff that we've got. So, um, but yeah. Um, all right. Well, cool. I think we. I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to cover, but yeah, I think this is gonna be. Uh, I think this is it for the show today. Um, yeah, I've got more dungeons to grind before raid tonight to try and finish catching up on gear. So I'm going to go and do that. Uh, but thank you all for watching and or listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to support it and the other work that we do over on the Peak of Serenity, you can do that over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Peak of Serenity. And of course, come and join the Discord. That is the best place to be for all the latest information for the pre-patch and beyond. I know the Mistweaver like resources stuff has all been updated. The Brewmaster stuff is lagging a little bit behind. Uh, uh so just ca- I'll caveat that only one of the posts has been updated. So we okay. we basically built a specific pre-patch post. Yeah. Um that sort of gave a high level everything for pre-patch. So that'll be where you want to yeah. go if you want a quick refresher. Everything else though is like we'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not as far ahead yeah. as you think we are. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh but yeah. Uh that is gonna be it for the show today. Uh thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.